1: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work.
0: Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: From Flint to Philadelphia, from Hollywell to Hollywood, Rob Ryan Red is a brand new Wrexham AFC fans podcast by Nathan Salt and Richard Fay. Now, maybe you're well-versed in Wrexham history, or maybe you're new here, so here's
0: a few things to jog your memory. Here is Vose. great dribble by Don Vose, and still, Vose. he gets past another, oh, what a goal! Don Vose, one of the goals of the season, he has toyed with the defence there, and that is remarkable, the Buller boys getting involved. Cologenics, Jennings, the captain, Wrexham's top goalscorer, 13 for the season, 14. Wrexham lead! Is Wrexham one. Chester Hill! It's McDonagh for Wrexham! Still Jerry McDonagh! It's Pat coming in! McDonagh round the keeper! Wrexham! Wrexham! New to the lead ladies! If yesterday was a black Welcome to the latest episode of the Rob Ryan Red Wrexham AFC podcast. I'm Rich Fay. I'm joined this week by Nathan Soul, and we've got a special guest. First of all, thank you to all of you who got involved on social media and sent in your questions for this week's guest. Nath, we made it look like quite a smooth operation with the way that we tweeted out beforehand who we were going to get on <laughs> air, but behind the scenes, behind the cloth as it were, it wasn't as easy as, as we maybe made it sound.
2: No, it wasn't as, as easy as we planned. It was second and third time lucky eventually, but we got there in the end, Rich. Thanks as I I just want to echo those thoughts Facebook and Twitter at Rob Ryan Red we had loads of questions um, I, I couldn't get them all to the guest in the end you know me and Rich we tried didn't we together to speak to the guest and so
0: we tried to record it on a night we when put... there was Champions League football and the guest it. wanted to watch PSG which you can't <laughs> you can't go playing from French origin yeah we'll let him off for that True. one but yeah. the issue was we couldn't get through to him on the first three platforms we tried to we tried it we then tried got to a point where the game was about to kick off, so we had to abandon it. And then the next time we could do the pod was when I was working on the Manchester United match shift. So there will be a lack of me <laughs> in about a minute's there's time.
2: A, there's a lack of Richard, a lack of Rich, but you know, we're going to get all Rich's thoughts at the end. So without further ado, what you're about to hear is my dial up tone through to the one and only Cameroon to speak to the, the man, the myth, the legend that is
0: Mr. Jocelyn. My AB. Enjoy. In in the words of Carly Rae Jepsen, it was time for you to call me AB. Jocelyn, how
2: are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, laden. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not bad. Hopefully this can work, mate, because like I said to you, there's a lot of people that are desperate to hear from Jocelyn My AB and it's taken me ages to track you down, to be honest. You're quite a hard man to...
1: Let's fingers, fingers crossed, because, uh, you know, I'm in Africa, network is, isn't great. But no, OK, mate, well, let's, we, we, we're going to try.
2: <laughs> let's not waste any time then. OK, so yeah. before we get into it, one of the first things that we just start with was how how did the move, if you take me right back, how did the move to Wrexham come about?
1: Well, the, movement, uh, the move came um, from my previous agent, I mean, that time was uh, Willie Mackay. Uh, Willie was um, one of the, the, the gaffers mates mate mm-hmm. Tim Sanders. Yeah Dean. So um, we met we met him up I think he came up to to where Willie was living. I forgot the name of where he was living. Mm-hmm. But we met up over there. Willie took me to Wrexham to, to for for training, mm-hmm. you know? because well, before, yeah. before there I was on trial to at Preston.
2: Right, yeah, Preston. What, what what did you make of Wrexham? Like when you went to Wales, I assume that was the first time you had been there. What did you make of the club and like the area?
1: To be fair, I was desperate of, uh, to play football, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't like thinking, oh, which which what kind of place is that? Mm. You know, to be and honestly, uh, the setup was really good, and I was impressed because uh, back in the days uh, we had a training ground. Uh, the stadium was, was nice, uh, you know. Uh, I was just, like, I was just willing to, to, to play games, you know.
2: When I spoke to Adrian Chislovich, he said that you lived together in, like, the player's house. I mean, how did you find that in a different country, living with the guys? I mean, a great set of characters in that team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a part of the job, isn't it? Because mm. um, before before that, I was living abroad. I mean, I left France in 2008. So uh, I lived, I lived in Cyprus, in Israel, mm. before that. So yeah, it was for me. It was, it, it was, it was okay for me. I mean, was living with the lads was really good. So
2: yeah. I mean, when I mean, he, one of the questions that I kept getting repeatedly from all your former teammates, I'm just looking yeah. now. I got Mark Crichton, Curtis Obeng, Chislevich they don't seem to like your cooking. Okay. So for example, Mark Crichton asked me to ask you to explain why you eat jam on toast dipped in warm milk. <laughs> um, have, is there any explanation for that? Because Mark did not want to elaborate on that.
1: Well, the thing is everyone has his own culture, isn't it? Exactly.
2: So, exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So from where I come, we put jam inside uh, the bread and inside <laughs> the, the, the hot milk. So, okay. Nice. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I know it's, it's weird, but that's how I grew
2: up. Like yeah, and it it didn't it didn't stop there though. I thought that might be the strangest question I'd have to ask, and then I got Curtis Obeng message me and put, "Explain why Jocelyn eats pasta with oil and no sauce." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, also because
2: you know I'm very food food wise, I'm very fussy. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm not
1: saying food over there was, wasn't was great no yeah I, I was very I'm very fortunate anyway ok well let's let's wise.
2: get let's get back to, to football questions but they, they, they did make me laugh I'll be honest they did make me laugh one of the one of the questions that I got asked about a lot was the injury you sustained obviously your Achilles injury at Southport and you played on in that game till the end Wrexham striker now has just had a ruptured Achilles can you Talk a bit about that injury and, like, you remember suffering it and how difficult that was to come back from.
1: Well, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to um, Ritz and Lloyd and, obviously, the the that back in the days, uh, Moza, because they allow me... I was struggling for maybe four, five, six months. Yeah. I was really, really struggling, really. I mean, at home... Uh, after training, I was struggling in the morning. I could not even work sometimes, so they allowed me to treat myself during the week. Play, play games because well, I was back in this. I was a little bit lucky, so things were th- things were working for me. Yeah. So about the injury, f- the first thing I thought I was, I thought I I broke my ankle, but yeah, it was a, a little bit strange. To be fair. But I could not put my 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 foot on toes. So you just couldn't you couldn't put
2: any you couldn't put any weight on that foot at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could not stand standing. I couldn't, I couldn't. I tried, but mm. and the thing is, I think we we, we made more than three changes. Yeah, already. we we
2: had we had no goalkeeper on the bench, so you had to play into, yeah. until the end. It's yeah. unbelievable, really.
1: Thank God it wasn't for for more than I think it was ten minutes, yeah, fifteen minutes, something like that. Yeah,
2: so, thank God. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I
1: felt like I had to do it. I didn't want to leave, I mean, left the, the team. Sure. You know? Sure. So, and we, we needed, I mean, we needed points at th- that time. So, mm. yeah.
2: And what what was that? What, but, how, how difficult was that in terms of just coming back from that injury? Like, was it was it mentally tough? You know, because it's such a long injury to come back from.
1: Well, the the, the recovery process, I mean, the, the, the injury himself was more tough mentally yeah than physically because uh yeah I couldn't I couldn't travel because mm. Mosa told me uh, I have to stay closer near near closer. Mm. So I sure. stayed over there for eight or seven or nine months I think. The recovery, I mean the it was really I mean it was tough. Yeah.
2: When I start the the how do you call it? The process, um, the rehab.
1: The rehab, the yeah. rehab was really d- difficult. Yeah, mm. rehab was really, really difficult because I was, I was thinking I'm gonna rub it again, you know. Mm. So I didn't want to put my leg down,
2: like you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Maxwell was a player that Wrexham fans really liked and have got a lot of respect for. You ended up replacing him in the team, but then it got to Wembley and you weren't able to play. Obviously, you were injured. What was he like, and, and how difficult was it to not play at Wembley? You know, you played in all of the rounds up until that point, and not to play in the FA Trophy final was, I know, really disappointing. I'm sure for yourself and, and for for all the fans.
1: Well, b- b- back in the days, I it, that injury came at the wrong, very wrong time for me. Yeah. Personally, because uh, I mean, personally, I was I was I was flying, um, and the team was flying also. Mm. So the injury came at the wrong wrong time, like wrong time. Yeah. Um, then Maxi took over. Well, I was happy for him because he, he was he's, he's a good good goalkeeper. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, we won we won the FA trophy. Uh, I was happy for the lads, you know. Sure. I was, I was buzzing. And you were a big p- you you
2: the you were a big part of that well. as well, you know, in 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 the in the rounds building up to that. You know, there were a lot of games, but there's a great picture I put up on on Twitter of you in the changing room with with the trophy and i mean it, what are your memories of that day behind the scenes
1: well honestly i was it was really it was a really good time a really good time i remember uh, we we were all singing on the bus uh, <laughs> from when from london to to the hotel when, when we we went to to Wrexham. well the feeling the feeling after that was really good and the preparation was also really good you know everything was perfect to be fair
2: what was Morel like as a manager because you know obviously a lot of people speak really highly of him we've not had a chance to speak to him yet but I just wondered what you thought as a player working under him
1: I think you know Moza his first quality is to how to treat people you know yeah Um, because as a player you need your manager to to how am I going to say to trust you He, he used to trust us a lot you know um, it was easy for him because we played with him before, so it was easy for him. So the trust was there already, you know. If you trust your manager, then you, you're gonna you gonna fly for him. So that's what happened, you know.
2: One of the questions that I actually was watching this video recently of the penalty shootout at home against Brighton, and you know we spoke to Chislevich about the away game at Brighton, but a lot of fans were asking me about your spaghetti legs in in the. And I'd kind of forgotten about this. Where did that routine come from? And, and kind of, how, yeah, how did that come about? What, 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 was that penalty shootout like for you?
1: Well, the the, the Brighton penalty shootout? That
2: was it. The kind of you had you were, you were dancing around on the line, and you know, it's still to this day something yeah, that fans remember. Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> about the pen, about the penalties, all about um, how you're gonna disturb the, the the player. You know. Yeah. I tried because penalties are. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, you—it's—it's it's just, uh, uh a guess you
2: know. Sometimes yeah, to guess, a guess right, luck.
1: Sometimes, sometimes you just don't guess right. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for me, the shooter was an unbelievable.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know? it was, it was. Um, it but, was
1: really good. So, yeah.
2: But the stadium, the stadium, the race course. every, fa- every player I speak to, when it's packed out, it's an amazing atmosphere. And, you know, what, what was your experience just playing in front of the Wrexham fans? And I'm sure it's got great memories for you looking back.
1: Listen, play at Racecourse was one of the best feeling in my life, especially when it's packed. I always give that example about, about the UK, you know. I always give that example to all the people I know. I've never seen in my life, you know, in Wrexham in, in especially, I was asking to some young lads, what, what is your favorite team? They were, they were all saying my favorite team is Wrexham. While you go, maybe, if you go to, to France, you're going to ask to anyone, what's your, your best team? They're going to say Marseille, mm. uh, PSG. But over there, everyone is local. Everyone supports this local team, which is amazing. Yeah. You know? So I always give that, that, that example to, to people.
2: Nathan here, a very quick message on behalf of myself and Rich. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. Do go back and listen to all the old episodes. I really hope you're enjoying this one. And if you are, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Rob Ryan Red. And if you'd like to email us, it's RobRyanRed at gmail.com. Right, back to the episode. When you were playing at Wrexham, what was the mood like back in Cameroon? I'm sure that they hadn't heard of Wrexham or... Did, did they become more of a presence? Were people kind of like looking at Wrexham watching you a bit more?
1: Well, I'm sure I'm sure um, uh, uh, the training kit uh, man uh, Alan Alan back back in the days <laughs> will, 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 will will hear me. I used to ask him jersey, shorts, when I was going to come in because everyone was, you know, everyone everyone wanted to do you know to know what time is that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean there, there is there
2: is a fun base over here for Wrexham now. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's great. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And it's not yeah. very often that you know people always say when they say just the maybe, they say it's not very often Rexham have had a Cameroon international. And there was a picture of you that I saw next to Samuel Eto'o. I mean, what was it like just in the in the national team? Kind of what was it like to be around that Cameroon squad?
1: Okay, to be to be in the Cameroon squad. Okay, let's. I don't want to. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to show off. I've never doubted myself. I'm not someone who, who's gonna. I knew that's gonna come. I knew that. Yeah. But the 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 time I didn't know, but I knew that's gonna come. Pay for the national team, so I wasn't. It's, it wasn't a surprise, no, because I was, I was ready for it. I was ready for it. The, honestly playing for the national team is one of the best best feeling also yeah. because that's what you want you want to play for your country you know so i don't want to show off please
2: no no but i'm okay, just cool. saying
1: i've never doubted myself i knew that's going to come because i was playing for the for the under on the 15 on the 17 on the 23 so i knew i'm going to play with the with the first team i knew that one of
2: the questions that i was asked a lot also on facebook was of course the goal at Mansfield, where the wind just caused havoc. Do, yeah. You know, what was that like as an experience? Because it seemed like you were able to just forget about it, almost. You know what I mean? You were able to just forget it quickly, but what was that? Can you? Do you still have memories of that game and, and everything that happened there?
1: Well, I, I, I've never forget that game, mate. Eh? I've never... Yeah. And I will never forget that goal. What happened is very simple. You know, Mansfield, we were... I think it was our our third game because it was during the week, so it was our third game in a row, and honestly, I lost my 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 focus for two seconds. Because for me, it was an easy ball, so I did. I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be an easy one," you know. But yeah, that's that's what happened when you lose your as a goalkeeper when you lose that um, your concentration. Mm. You, as a goalkeeper, you, you 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 fucked. Did did you? So I, I lost it. Did did Two you seconds. did you know
2: did you know when it was in the air like when it bounced? Did you instantly know that you'd made a mistake? Like when did you realize yeah.
1: that? I knew it straight away. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I knew it straight away because that day was windy. Yeah, and it was raining. I knew it straight away. I wasn't prepared for that ball. I wasn't.
2: I wasn't. And there was no way you could recover it in the moment. You knew that there was no, nothing you no could do. Chance. No chance. No chance. So, well, one of the questions was what was your, you know, it's been sort of a decade now since you, you've been there. What's your best memory when you talk about Wrexham? And, you know, we're, we're talking about this now on a podcast about Wrexham. What, what's been your best memory? What, like, what do you look back on with fondness?
1: It's difficult to, to talk about best time in Wrexham because, honestly, uh, I had only good times. Even mm. at the beginning, even though at the beginning it was really difficult for me because I came into a, a, a squad. We were already—I mean, the squad was done already. Yeah. Uh, I mm. tried to to get like a place, um, but I'm sure. I'm sure. Obviously, we, we remember trophies. We remember, you know. So I'm gonna. I'm even even though I didn't play that game in, at Wembley, but the feeling to see all the fans happy. I mean it was a really nice feeling you know a really nice feeling so we all remember trophies unfortunately that time we had a really good squad uh we were flying unfortunately we didn't make it i don't know how but yeah we didn't make Hmm. it because we we had the the top scorer in in the league we i mean we have the 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 best clean sheet in the league the best defenders we have everything. We, were so, no,
2: we didn't make it. We did it. We so. were so good. We were so, so good that season. We just yeah, had, you know, yeah. we, we had everything on papers. We would say there was no real reason we didn't do it. It just it just didn't work out for, for whatever reason. And, you know, we've never had a better chance than that. When you when you look at that team and you, and you think of people like, you know, Mark Crichton, Neil Ashton, people like that, what what were those guys like to play behind? You know, what was that defence like? How highly can you speak of them?
1: Well, honestly... Honestly, mate, I had a very, very good defenders. Back in the days, they were unbelievable. You know, I, I'm not. I, I won't be funny, right? I don't want to hide that. I want to be honest. Mm. We dif- defensively, I mean, we we were really good, really good, really good. It doesn't matter who were playing, but honestly, on the back, we were flying. We knew we knew something, right? We knew we were gonna score. We knew that, you know, we were. Sometimes you, you know, you can't explain that strength. Sometimes, but we had it, we had it.
2: When you were in the changing room, did you believe as a defensive unit that, like, you were the best in the league? Did you feel that?
1: We we were not saying we are the best in the league. We on the game we were much more focused and much more pr- prepared. To win games, you know, yeah. Because in that, don't 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 get me wrong. In that league, if we defend well, then anything can happen.
2: Do you have any regrets in terms of like the way it ended at Wrexham? In terms of there was a bit of confusion about you. You went you went back to France, or, or there was there was some confusion, and for some Wrexham fans, it, they were just disappointed with the way it ended. Do you share that? Were you also kind of frustrated how it ended, or did you think the time was right to separate?
1: Well, it wasn't the time to separate for me. Mm. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready at all. Because I came back from the injury and um, the frustration was there. Unfortunately, I, it was difficult for the team at, at that time. And I came back on the, at the wrong time as well. Uh, we changed a lot of, of players. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I didn't have much more time. But in that league, it's difficult because contracts is difficult to sign three, four, five years contracts. Yeah. So I was at my my last year contract as well when I came back. Yeah, it was difficult. Moza wasn't there anymore.
2: Yeah, Kevin Wilkin um, then, right? Yeah.
1: So yeah. it was. It was. I, I mean, I felt like I didn't have, uh after that very difficult injury. I think I didn't have much more time. But sure, yeah, that's that's football. Basketball.
2: Did did you have a conversation with Kevin, or or did you feel like that he he wanted you? Because I know he said that he was thinking about keeping you, and I just wondered whether you actually felt that as a new manager. You obviously were very well liked by Moza and you were very connected to him. Did you feel? Did you have any kind of conversation with Kevin about maybe staying, or did it never get that far?
1: You never get that far because uh, I mean, he never. We we spoke once, I think once or twice mm. maximum. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that connection. Right. You know? And I didn't feel he wanted me to stay. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was just thinking about my options.
2: When you were doing well at, at Wrexham, did did you have? I mean, you sound like an ambitious person. I know we've not spoke before. Did you feel like... And you've told me now that that you're not you're not playing. You haven't been playing for a year. Did you feel like you could have gone up the ladder? At the point, like, did you did you have kind of like Premier League aspirations, Championship aspirations, or what was kind of your journey before the injury? Did, where did you think you could have taken your career?
1: Well, personally, right, like I said again, it's not. I'm not showing sure off at all. There is facts, right? That time, um, I think I was on 17 or 18 clinches. I was playing for the national team. I was. i I was. I just I signed a new deal with Rexham everything was spot on for me to to move on and um, I had obviously, uh, I had few teams who came to, to, to watch me but like I said, that injury came at the wrong time in my career because I'm 100% sure if I wasn't injured at that time, I would have made the World Cup and I would have moved to, from Wrexham,
2: hmm.
1: definitely. <laughs>
2: Did you feel like you were a different player after that after that injury After that injury after that injury did you feel like you were a different player or did you feel like you came back the same Jocelyn than as before
1: Well I think I I I wasn't different I was more stronger on my leg Right but uh but I was I, I had so much doubt I needed confidence that's all I needed
2: how, how difficult is that mentally as a goalkeeper to to have that doubt you know because not like a defenders where you're playing with three other people. You're the only goalkeeper out there. And obviously you have to be confident in that role. How difficult was that to kind of play your way out of it in a league that's very, very tough?
1: Well, yeah, and playing for Rebson, who, who is, who is, which is a big club. You need, I mean, you, 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 there's no place for, for doubt. Uh, people need results, you know. So um, our position is very, I mean, it's very specific. Uh, sometimes there is no one to lift you up. Sometimes, so you have to. I mean, mentally you have to be strong. Sometimes uh, the little things, like the little things, make you. I mean, lift you up. Like someone on under, the under on the stands was going to say, "Oh, come on, Jaws!" Uh, one of the last say, "Oh, come on, Joss One of you know those little things mm. lift you up. You
2: know. Sometimes one of the things that gets leveled against Wrexham fans is that they've got their expectations are too high. Did you, what did you make of Wrexham fans in terms of what they expected? Do you think that, I mean, you said yourself it's a big club and, and that's how fans feel. Did you feel like they were too demanding of you or, or not enough? Or what did you make of the fans?
1: Honestly, Wrexham fans, they, they deserve the best, you know. Uh, I think, right, I think those fans deserve to come back to the league, first of all, because I think they have been suffering suffering a lot you know come back to the league will be a massive boost boost for everyone the club is there the set is there the story is there just that little thing to go to the league will i'm i'm, I'm sure 100% doubt that, that we change that that club i'm sure i'm sure
2: you know now we've obviously had there's obviously been there not sure if you've seen that the takeover you know hollywood actors have bought Wrexham. And obviously, there is a lot of hope now that maybe Wrexham can get back in the league, like you said it's been long suffering when when you kind of came so close in that season and and we just lost out, what was the dressing room like then you know you'd you'd come so close, you'd got so many points, you'd kept so many clean sheets i mean how disappointed was was the group i mean it's an obvious question, but how difficult was it to lift people like mo people like mozar and and that because we' got we'd come so close.
1: Honestly, first of all, I, I, I want to say I'm I'm really happy uh, for the for the takeover. Obviously, from where I am, I was obviously buzzing for for, for, for the club because, uh, like I said, uh, that club deserved the very best. Honestly, and then about the the, um, the promotion time, that that time was, um, yeah, it was a bad time for for everyone. Myself, I was. 100% sure we're gonna make it but we didn't we didn't make because there's another team they were flying also mm-hmm. you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh and uh, yeah so sometimes sometimes you you you, you, you it's difficult to, to 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 find the way but we did everything we did everything on the pitch and off the pitch to go up you know we did everything no regrets
2: Nathan here, a very quick message on behalf of myself and Rich. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. Do go back and listen to all the old episodes. I really hope you're enjoying this one. And if you are, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Rob Ryan Red. And if you'd like to email us, it's robryanredd at gmail.com. Right, back to the episode. Talk to me a bit about... So obviously I had these... Pla- you know, your ex-teammates were messaging me asking you questions... So talk to me a bit about them then. Like, what were people like, Mark Crichton, Curtis Obeng, Neil Ashton, More- you know, all these kind of people? What were your experiences like of them? What can you tell us in the dressing room about those kind of people? Given you know they were making jokes about the food you eat, it's a bit of revenge time, I think. You
1: you, you know you know what's funny. Uh, what's funny is when I came when I came to the club. I mean, it was very very difficult for me because uh, uh, of my accent. Because of my uh, my my culture, everything was so difficult. But they well, I mean, I was how am I gonna say that? Welcome. Yeah. They did everything for me to be to feel like home. You know. I remember they used to took me from to the grounds, the training. Uh, honestly, bunch of really good lads. Bunch of really good lads. The memory, uh, the feeling is really. When I think about it, is the feeling is really good. Because I think that 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 was our our strength that back in the days we were like a group a unit you know and yeah don't get me wrong results helps a lot you know
2: and I'm just, you know Dean Keats obviously is the manager now and he he was in that squad for you and, and a lot of people always looked at him as somebody who he was very tough in the middle alongside Jay and he always had the kind of the look of a future manager what was your experience of Dean and and were you surprised that he's gone on to become a manager of the club?
1: Well, Dino, I'm not surprised at all. No. Dino is a Dino is a, used to be a proper leader, like I said, a proper leader on the pitch, off the pitch, proper leader. You know, we knew uh, we knew something right in the game. If so, if someone uh, is going to make a good game, will be will be Dino. Dino, why? Because he was running and he was it was playing simple. You know, so he used to be a proper leader you know, a proper leader
2: Proper. I'm looking at this, this picture now of you in the dressing room again at the FA Trophy and behind you there's um, photographer Les who is obviously a, a legend am- among the fan base and, and you know he's, he's still spoken about to this day do, do you have any memories of Les kind of at the training ground taking the squad pictures travelling you know he's such an icon of the club in the last couple, couple you know sort of decade
1: well, Les is an icon, you know. I'll, I'm, I'm even when when I'm thinking when I'm thinking about it. Well, sorry, my son, my son is playing <laughs> up with music. Already. No worries, no worries. Um, like I said, Les used to be an icon. We used to speak French, him and me. Sometimes we were. He, he used to love jokes <laughs> a lot. Someone special, someone special.
2: I didn't realise Les spoke French did you did teach him any or did he just he, well
1: he was trying he, he was trying he was trying but it wasn't <laughs> easy <laughs> he was trying
2: you know one of the one of the things that I love most about Wrexham is the people behind the scenes you know Geraint and all the, all the people that make the club so special off the pitch what did you make of it in terms what? of you come in what did you make of the, the people that made the club what it is you know the very foundation of, of the community <clears throat>
1: About the behind the scene people, what, what I'm gonna say, Karen. Uh, used, I mean, he, he was the, the main man.
2: Mm, Karen. Yeah,
1: he was the main man. Uh, they, they, you know, there's so much. So there's no words. There's no words to to, to, to describe how good these people were. Honestly, honestly.
2: One of the things that we'll just do a, a couple of quick fire questions, and I can let you let you go. One of the yeah, ones okay. that people wanted to know was who. I mean, you might have upset a few people here, but who was your favourite teammate to play with?
1: My favourite teammate to play with.
2: It's tricky. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm as a goalkeeper. That's a tricky one. It's tricky. I'm gonna say Kreitz. Kreitz, yeah. Because yeah, I'm gonna say Kreitz because Kreitz, um, on the pitch and off the pitch. What, what was Those clean seats, Those clean was it was a big part of it. Of it.
2: What, what was he like off the pitch in terms of the dressing room you know obviously he was very tough on the pitch did you and him have a very kind of close relationship off it in terms of how he would help you settle and, and, and help you through the game
1: well, he, well he, he he used to talk to me a lot you know but I feel like on me that that's how I feel I I was like wow if Christ is not playing, I don't know if 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have clean So that's that's how important he was, you know.
2: And in the games you've played, did you have any kind of special game that you played in? I mean, it sounds obvious, maybe the Brighton one, but have you got a favourite game you played for Wrexham? Any ground that you loved going to or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I I have I have a game I would never forget. I think I think it must my, my my first game at Wrexham. Uh, it was the only one as well. The, my first season, I played the last game before the playoffs. I think it was uh, Luton away.
2: Yeah, that's the one.
1: Unfort- unfortunately, I broke the I broke the um, the elbow of uh, of my teammate. <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna. He's I forgot, gonna laugh about it. I forgot but, about yeah. that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Luton. We had so many battles with Luton around that time. You know, they were so tricky. We we just had such bad luck against them, and it was always a war whenever we played them. I mean, do you remember those games? I mean, Chislovich said that he used to hate those games.
1: Yeah, I used honestly. I I mean, if, the the thing is, Luton. We always battled them on the league, but when it comes to the playoff, I felt like they were all the players. You know. I was thinking that this is not the players we we, we won in the league, you know. Mm. So it was it was a little bit, especially in the last the last playoff we lost the against them. I was thinking, what team is that? We 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 won them in the league, but in the playoffs they come and battle them battle us. So yeah, it's, football sometimes, eh?
2: It is. that's exactly football. Someone's asked if what, what the most difficult play you faced is. So I assume a striker. I mean, I'm trying to think if you you played against Jamie Vardy, who you've obviously seen and gone on. Um, but is there any any play yeah. any any play you played against and thought, "Whoa, like he he was really good. He's he's tricky to play against." Jamie Vardy was yeah.
1: out of out of, order, Jamie, out of Jamie Vardy. Did did it you was, did you was,
2: know, did you know then that he was kind of special?
1: I didn't. I didn't knew him because I mean I I didn't know he was. We were. I didn't knew, him, but sure. <laughs> now I know him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you played <laughs> against him then and we were so close to beating them, you know? Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. I didn't know him, I didn't know him. But I know he scored 30 games, I think, that season. I think he was good, he was good.
2: He was. Off the pitch, someone asked what your funniest memory was with the lads, if, if there only was kind of like one moment that stood out that was particularly funny. Wow, and... oh,
1: there's, so mo- there's so many moments. Like, there's so many moments. When you have someone in the dressing room like Jamie Tolly. there's so many, so many moments. You have people like Joe Clarks, In in the dressing room, there's so many moments, so many, honestly, so many. I remember once, I think I was, I I was, we were going to training, right? Because I was living in Manchester. My, obviously, my car broke down Hmm. and then they were, they were all, like, they were all laughing at me, like, they were all leaving, like. Because, obviously, they wanted me to get, to, to, to get fined, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so there's so many stories, so many stories, f- so many. So the
2: finding thing is so odd because, you know, for sometimes for players that come from abroad, and maybe they're not used to that. I mean, people get fined, players get fined for everything, like having a phone, being like 30 seconds late. I mean, what did you make of that when you were starting to rack up fines? I mean, I'm sure they were trying to fine you for everything.
1: Honestly they used to find me for everything trust me <laughs> they used uh, uh, they used to find me for for every anything and uh, it was difficult for me because I was living in Manchester at the beginning I didn't know how the road is I didn't know this I didn't know that I remember one one game I came to. Uh, we, we we were playing at seven, and I think we were we, we had to be at the ground at at five or yeah five. And obviously in Manchester in in the afternoon, they, the traffic is crazy nightmare. So I left my place. I was thinking, oh, it will be forty five minutes. Then I took two hours. Dean Saunders was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> we never forget that game. But yeah, yeah, that's.
2: I got fined for everything. Yeah, what what was I can imagine Dean doesn't take much messing. I mean, was he kind of a very strict manager? Like, was he different to Morel in that kind of sense, or, or were they both quite tough on you?
1: Yeah, he's the opposite of Morel. Yeah, opposite. Yeah, um, he, he's he's the opposite because uh, well, well he's, he's got much more experience, obviously, but he can develop players. You know, that's the good thing with with uh, with Dean Saunders. He he can develop proper players. Um. Yeah, and he's got character, a good character. He played football, so he knows exactly. He knows exactly what he was talking about.
2: You know. Okay, we've got we've got two more. Now you've reminded yeah. me of Joe Clark. Someone's asked me to rewatch the Harlem Shake video in the dressing room at Wembley. Um, and <laughs> now, now I'm starting to realise what you're saying about Joe Clark. I mean, was he kind of? One of the main jokers was he the pranksters in in the dressing room. I'm getting the sense that he he liked to laugh and he was a bit of a joker.
1: Joe Clark he is a joker. I, it, I, there's so much. There's so many stories about Joe Clark. The Harlem Shake was amazing. We took twenty, maybe 100, 100 videos of the Alem <laughs> of the Harlem, of the Harlem Shake. It's crazy, honestly. Joe Clark.
2: Funny guy, funny, yeah, funny. so so funny, I and mean, he was a great player for us at the time as well. You know, he had some great moments, really good player, of course. Yeah, J- really Jamie, Jamie, player. Jamie, Jamie, really Toll- Jamie, Jamie Tolly, we remember for the goal at Brentford, you know, the one that, that took us to the Brighton game. I mean, that yeah, was a, that was Tours, an amazing day.
1: Tours, Tours was also a good player, we, we had a good squad, so good, <laughs>
2: we had a good squad. man, so so good. The final one that we've got is. What's your message now? You know, Wrexham fans have been desperate. I mean, they've been asking me to to find you and to chat to you. What's your message to them? If if you if you were able to to address the fans now, what would you like to tell them about where you are now?
1: Well, I, I want to say I want to say thank you to the fans. First of all, they um, they were they packed me up all the time, even at the bad time. That's honestly that we never I will never forget about that. I will never forget about my injury I had. Uh, the messages I had, I had a lot of messages. I'm still having a lot of messages honestly so i want to say thank you very much to 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 made me feel like home you can count on someone from africa in cameroon i i think i'm going to i'm a welsh guy you know <laughs> i remember uh, i try to the, the national anthem, of, the, the, of national of, anthem
2: yeah, of, the national anthem
1: yeah the national anthem before the Wembley the Wembley game it was that that was funny also <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah I'm gonna I wanna say thank you to the fans thank you very much again thank you for for everything thank you hopefully I will, I will come back i do go and watch some games because let's let's hope, let's hope the pandemic will, will will leave us a little bit.
2: Well, 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 a lot of fans were saying, "Can you play up front? You know, we've got no strikers left; they're all injured." So I just wondered <laughs> if you've still got your boots or like whether you can I'm get too, on a flight. I'm
1: too old for this now. I'm <laughs> too old for
2: this part I'm Oh, now. we need a striker, man. We're struggling. We're really struggling. <laughs> um, but no, look, Josh, you've been a top man. Obviously, I can speak, um, speak yeah. on behalf of all Rexham fans. We'd love to see you back at the race course. I'm sure I can't wait to see how Kreitz and Clark and all these other guys who listen to this, I'm sure they will react.
0: Well, where do you begin with that? That was absolutely class. The joy was I was editing it this week, Nate, and I hadn't heard any of it. And I, I loosely knew what you're going to ask Joss, but I didn't know sort of the, the way the interview was going to go. So the first time I heard it was when I edited it as I went along and god he's a great talker such a infectious sort of laugh about him as well and he just loves Wrexham and that is what we want to hear as fans isn't it to have someone like him who was I mean we maybe call him a cult figure but That doesn't do him enough justice because he was a top goalkeeper as well. Yes, he was a bit erratic. Yes, there were many moments sort of etched into our brains about howlers and him flapping for crosses at times, but he was an absolute joy to watch. And how often can you say that a goalkeeper was the most entertaining player on the pitch? But for me, that side, like you said to him, you know, it had loads of goals, it had a really good defence, but it also had entertainment and flair, and lots of it was from Miebi himself. Just an absolute joy to listen to
2: i couldn't stop smiling when i when i did the interview and so there there were elements of it i'm really sorry if i didn't get any of the questions in that that we got sent in we got sent loads of questions i really appreciate that it helped me a lot uh i did manage to get mark Crichton and curtis Alban's question and of course about his uh food that was really interesting he didn't quite want to say that the, the food was not great in wrexham but you know clearly a man of particular taste but no the rich there's so much in there I, one of my favorite stories personally that came from it was his kind of interaction with Les, this idea that they were speaking French at the training ground or all, you know, when he was talking about that he didn't, he misunderstood Manchester traffic, something I'm sure you know well now, living that way, trying to get back to the race course and, and Dean Saunders giving him a telling off. Just everything about that interview, you know, it was a little bit all over the place. I know that it wasn't, you know, our best audio or anything like that. But we spoke to Jocelyn Mayaby inside 10 episodes while he was in Cameroon I think that was an amazing achievement for us I'm like uh, I'm sure fans were just desperate to hear from him and I really hope that you know that, that we can get loads more interesting tales like that I knew I kind of knew when he answered the phone that I was gonna I was gonna get some really some really good stories you know talking about Joe Clark and, and Jamie Tolly and Dean I thought he was really he spoke really highly of Dean and and, and the race course you know he said the there's so much, Rich. I've jotted down as well that his Cameroon fan club for Wrexham. Yeah, I was going to get onto the
0: Cameroon fan club. And just what a thought that is that, you know, in Cameroon now, there's probably still people running about in a Wrexham shirt. And what a Wrexham shirt it was from that period as well when oh, Josh was at the shirt, club. Yeah, we had the nice shirt. Puma one. We had the Adidas one as well. And just how lovely it was that, you know, he also spoke about the trophy. the the FA Trophy, didn't he? And he didn't play a part in that. But just how special a day that was for him. And he didn't have any sort of animosity towards Chris Maxwell. It was just really interesting to get that behind the scenes, just information from him. He's just one of the most lovable players to have ever worn Mm -hmm. a Wrexham shirt. There's not a bad word you could say about him. Of course, there's a few errors here and there and, you know, it's just what you get with a keeper of his sort of style. But what a man. And the way he speaks about the club now, it means so much because we talk about it a lot. But that is just what we want to hear. Interesting as well that, you know, how much that team just dreaded playing Luton in the playoffs. It did feel like we were almost cursed against them and Josh hit the nail on the head that throughout the season we were a better team than them. But when we played them in those huge games, something just wasn't there. And... As you and he said, we had everything. That team should have gone up. On paper, it was perfect. It had the blend that you need to get out of this league. If we were looking to construct a team now, you'd want it to have everything that team had.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he was just really interested in, in that sense. Like I know he didn't say that they were saying behind the scenes that they were the best defense, but clearly, they felt pretty good about themselves. And, and like you say, we just really had everything on on paper, but. You know, which one of those we came up against a team with a points total that, you know, will take a long, long time to match at this level. I just think it was really interesting, you know, like, for example, one of the questions we got asked a lot was the Mansfield goal and the Achilles, those two issues because of Kwame's obviously injury. And, you know, I think he was quite candid in the way he spoke about the mental difficulties he'd had with that and, and, you know, kind of what, what Kwame, what kind of support that he'll need. To, to, to get through that and and the mansfield goal I thought that was brilliant you know
0: yeah interesting as well that josh said about how at the time it was Mozart sort of telling him to sort of stay put don't come to the away games etc he clearly obviously he was in a, in a new environment he maybe felt quite isolated at the time as well so to be told that and the mental struggle of it you know he said it straight away that it felt like he was, he had broken his foot when he when he had that ruptured Achilles and he couldn't put any weight on his foot whatsoever, but he still played on for 10 minutes. That is absolutely Manageful. heroic. And I also loved... We edited a bit of it out, but you'll be able to hear some background noise, and that's just Joss and his family. And at one point, he has to tell his son off for playing music too loud, which I think I did yeah. edit out in the end, because I didn't want to get copyright oh, okay. st- strikes or whatever against yeah, okay, us. Okay. But yeah, he was just... He's just such a lovely man, and yeah, I absolutely love him, and he gave us so many happy memories watching Wrexham. I just... He was made... For a cup upset, you know that Brighton game, mm. and I know we all talk about what about the legs and stuff. It's like Grubbaar esque. But if he saves one of yeah. those penalties and we go through, he's he's in the national media, and that's how he would have got maybe that more popularity and that move. And I believe Brighton played Newcastle in the next round and beat them. That's right. And yeah, I just right. I had such a feeling at the time. Maybe it was cockiness, but I always had a feeling that if we beat Brighton, we would also beat Newcastle. In the worst case, we'd get a replay taken back to St. James's Park. St. James's. And that was the same a couple of years ago. You know, when we lost to Newport and the winner was going to play Leicester, but it was Claude Puel's Leicester in the last days. And I just knew whoever got through would have a real good chance of beating that Leicester side. And I think we would have given them a good game as well, but it just wasn't to be. It's all these sort of sliding doors moments. But yeah, Josh, what a man.
2: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Rich. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. And I hope. That it, it lived up to expectations. I know there were a lot of people asking, how did we find him? How did we get
0: him? It wasn't Either easy. They
2: were, they were really excited. It was not easy. It was, tell, it was
0: only a few hours before we started recording that we realised he was in Cameroon. we yeah, we sort so of act him being in Manchester because I was like, well, I could get into him face-to-face if I had to. That, that it, it took, took that quite the twist. Ideal. But
2: like I say, we're starting to get emails now, Rich, which is really good. Rob Robryanred at gmail.com. We'll read uh, one of the best ones out on our next pod. We've also been getting lots of Twitter messages, lots of follows, and that's really helpful to try and build up that account. That's at Rob Ryan Red on Twitter. So, you know, we've got both of our socials as well. You've got at Rich Fay. That's right, isn't it, Rich? And at Nath Salt One. So we just want to say, just on behalf of me and Rich, just want to say a really big thank you for all the support so far. You know, we're approaching 10 episodes, is it now? This will be, what, our ninth? And so, you know, we've had great success so far in terms of getting Chislovich on. If i I I thought they were both interesting, and now, and now Josh, Just has probably been my favourite one so far. Nothing against the other two, but this is Jost and
0: AB in Cameroon. You know, this is it's gonna take some beating. Right? We've got, got some go. good ones lined we, up. Yeah, we do, we, but this is gonna be this is gonna be difficult to beat from a personal point of view because I just love the man, and I hope you loved him too, and I hope that you have got more of an insight into into him as well. He's a person who just still loves Rex into this day, and it is such a privilege to be able to speak to him and i hope we've been able to do you justice and get your questions across as naif said yeah please just leave us a like follow us on social media and please leave a five star review if you can as well it really does help us grow and by doing that we can get more of a sort of snowball effect and hopefully get even bigger guests on in the future so yeah that's it from us today thank you very much once again for listening naif Thanks for doing most of the like, legwork.
2: Like, no by, problem, Rich.
0: Oh, no, pleasure. Pleasure was mine. Um, thank you very much. Take care whenever and wherever you listen to this. And we'll see you again next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.